Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another What Are You Playing episode for January 2021 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and what are you playing with me today? I am Joseph Butler, but please call me Joe. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Eric Hunt. I am from the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. Happy to be here. Welcome back, because last time we played was What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, yeah, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed being on that one. That was a great episode. Thank you. It's a really good game that not enough people play. Yeah, absolutely. One of my one of my favorite indie games for sure. Yeah, even though it freaks the hell out of me, but for some, <laughs> it will depress me. Shouldn't freak depress me. I do. That's how I should word it. All right, and I haven't been playing anything because I don't play anything. It isn't for the show. So <laughs> I just have mainly movies and TVs to mention. Um, but Joe, want to tell me something you've been playing? I've been kind of in a rut. I've st- I'm still technically going off of my new job. But so I really haven't I've been coming home tired, but I've been playing a little bit of new Pokemon, which is a month old and I'm very slow at it just because it's like I just want to get to the new stuff. Just <laughs> just get me to where, like, they say that you can recatch Rayquaza by finding like a GBA cartridge. Um, what? Interesting. Yeah, there's some kind of mechanic they introduced. They, they showed it off in one of the trailers where it's like, oh, use a machine to to go back in time and catch legendary Pokemon. And like the Rayquaza one's obviously a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Mewtwo's obviously a Game Boy cartridge. Like, it's interesting. I'm just like, I just want to get to that, please. I'm like on the fourth badge. And you're playing the new remake of Diamond and Pearl, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then I got a PS5. So I decided, yeah, I decided since it was on sale, I bought Far Cry 6. I beat one of the three main zones and I, I don't know how y'all feel about how do I feel about Far Cry. Personally, I'm a pretty big fan of Far Cry, especially three. Three is my favorite. I feel like that's kind of the common consensus. I liked four, but never finished it. Five, like the story was absolutely dumb, but the gameplay was su- still super fun. I ended, oh, up, yeah. I ended up pushing that through that one just because like the gameplay loop is so fun. And I bought six actually for my PS5 as well, but I have not touched it yet. I've only played Blood Dragon which I beaten for the show. And then I beat the one for regular Xbox like years ago. I've never played. I've been meaning to play Far Cry three, three and is two, the best. Yeah, for but sure. I just, I can't get my, I haven't gotten myself to do it yet. Three I is forgot, the best. I forgot I about Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon is good. I also played Primal, which was an interesting experiment. I wasn't, I don't know. I thought it was cool, but it just wasn't really Far Cry for me. It's kind of a caveman simulator, which I wasn't a huge <laughs> fan of. I mean, I come to Far Cry for like the bombastic like action and explosions and the dumb stuff you can do with all the different weapons and everything. So I feel like Primal kind of took a lot of that out of it for me. But I'm I'm looking forward to getting into six a little bit, even if it's, you know, even if I don't finish it, just something are, fun to throw on. Are you a sneak man or do you just go in guns blazing? Usually I'm a sneaky, a sneaky boy. I like the bows. I like the silenced pistols. And then obviously once shit starts going down, I, you know. <laughs> Go loud, break out the rocket launchers, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I love, I've always been sneaking. I I always feel like uh, sneaking is always the way to go. And then if you end up messing up, you can always go guns of blazing. Yep. This one has kind of a weird mechanic where, because it's it's guerrilla warfare, you have to start off with really shitty silencers that can only do like three shots before they don't work for like a minute. They overheat. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And then enemies are also wearing vests and platings and helmets. Which right. is because they're always trying to do something different with these games. And that's kind of the only mechanics I don't like about this. Because it's like, well, now I have to look for supplies to make. I guess you just need some duct tape and a toothbrush to make all your bullets 
<laughs> armor piercing. Right. But like it's still like one of the things where it's like it's a pain in the butt, but it's also like playing Far Cry games after and Assassin's Creed games too, any Ubisoft games, like maybe like three, four months after they come out, because there's always videos of like, hey, do you know how to get this gun super early in the game that makes it the game not a pain in the ass in the first like six hours and just mm-hmm. get these things. So plus yep. Ubisoft gets cheap within a few months too. Yeah, it's just this was oh, half yeah. off for Christmas. Yeah, I think that I got Far Cry six free on like I had like a PlayStation reward thing. So I just picked that up. But yeah, still haven't touched it. That, that's kind of like a rainy day game that I'm just waiting for when I have nothing else to play, which is never. I, there's always <laughs> something in my backlog that I'm trying to get to. I bought Metroid for Christmas. Haven't touched it yet. I feel so bad. Dude, oh, that's that's, that's one of the things I was going to talk about. I yeah, just played perfect transition. Met- Metroid Return to Samus before you go into that. And that for the show, there's no episode. But damn, that that made me really want to play Dread so bad. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Samus Returns is really, really good. I feel like it's so underrated and paved the way for Metroid Dread. I mean, it's the same developer, Mercury Steam, but I really, really wish they would port Samus Returns to the Switch because it deserves it. Like, it's so good. And Dread, Dread just improved upon that formula, like, tenfold. It's it's awesome. And then I'm going to have to super apologize to Mike because I'm bringing up this up in his podcast. Probably, like, the worst thing someone could ever do. I, uh, I, I, I'm a fan of the series. And I, I decided to waste the $40 on apparently a broken PS5 port. The only thing I've recently beaten was the new Five Nights at Freddy's game. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, those have almost I, been on the show a few times, but I just can't get myself to actually do it. It's fine. They're, 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 they're okay games for what they were. This new game isn't take doesn't take place in Five Nights. It takes place in one, but it's fully like a giant megaplex. And it's really buggy. Like, you could tell this game was not ready yet. And someone was just like, you promised us a game. We won a game. <laughs> you can tell from like, I'm a really big trailer guy. You can tell from the trailers, there's cut content like all over the place. There's yeah. lines they use in the trailers that aren't in the game anywhere. And like, I think I've been seeing people who are like playing the game for the first time. were like, oh, yeah, I did like a I accidentally jumped over something you weren't supposed to. And I got the bad ending. Well, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And with that, I decided to go down to Target and waste 30 bucks and buy the three comics that they turned from the book, which are super obviously movie scripts that were pitched <laughs> and didn't go through. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I've never touched a Five Nights at Freddy's game. Like, I've seen gameplay and stuff, but I don't know. There's something about it that just doesn't really appeal to me as a horror game. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of the horror genre, but I don't know. Something about Five Nights at Freddy's never clicked with me. It, it's different. I, I'm going to have to admit, it is a little different. It's not for everyone. It's basically the first three games are a jump scare simulator. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of piecing the story together. I'm always like also a big horror movie fan, like uh, Evil Dead and stuff, where you, you don't get the whole story, and that's kind of the point of it. You're supposed to, you know, argue with people and things like that. So I, I right. kind of have a soft spot for the series. Okay. Someday I keep telling myself I'll play them, but we'll see if that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play a lot of horror games anymore. I just can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Well, you were on our Resident Evil 7 episode back in October. Yeah, but uh, I hadn't played it recently. Play. But yeah, that that game, man, that's definitely one of the the scariest games I've played. Oh yeah, I'm well, I'm purposely waiting because I'm supposed to do it for this show at some point once my fr- a friend of mine, the one that made the intro is no longer busy, she's going to we're going to cover it together when she's ready. That's one reason I've been sitting on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Cuz I want to be this experience was the first time when I do cover it again because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you re, when you do replay it, just play it on easy. That's what I did when I replayed oh, it. Play everything and on like, easy. 
Yeah, exactly. You just kind of blow through it. They give you so much ammo. It makes it less scary, too, since you're, you know, fully equipped with everything. So, so how's Metroid Dread been going? Are you enjoying it? Yeah. So over the Christmas break, I wanted to finish a couple big games from 2021 that I, you know, hadn't finished yet. Uh, one of them was Metroid Dread. I actually finished that on, like, New Year's Eve, like, right before the stroke of midnight. So that was kind of cool. But, yeah, man, Metroid Dread is awesome like i said it, it's basically metroid samus returns a lot of the same mechanics but like they just improved upon everything like the map system is i i feel like it's been a little bit divisive i think it's like one of the best map systems ever in like a metroidvania that i've seen which i mean metroid created you know half of that genre so i would hope that they would have a, a good map system you need that <laughs> you need that in a game like that um to kind of know where you're going uh but yeah, it was it was fantastic. It's tough too. Like it's a hard game. That last boss is no joke. Um, it took me <laughs> probably took me like I don't know an hour and like twenty tries to actually beat it. Um, but but like at the end, you just feel like so good about it, and it like that feeling after you beat it and finish the game is just like so good. Definitely my I would probably say my favorite Metroid game that I've played. I haven't played a ton of them, but like it's it's up there for sure. And yeah, I highly, highly recommend it if you have any interest in that genre. The other big one that I finished over the holiday was Psychonauts 2, which I also love. That's probably my game of the year from last year, probably just edging out Metroid Dread. Psychonauts was something that I haven't really touched before this year. Like with all the hype around Psychonauts 2, I'm like, I don't know, I guess I'll try out Psychonauts. So I played through the first one. Absolutely loved it. I played through the VR game, Rhombus of Ruin, which also is awesome probably one of my favorite vr games that i've played and then i played through psychonauts too and like i don't know psychonauts just really clicked with me the humor the gameplay it's that throwback like 3d platformer gameplay but it feels really really good and you can i mean the development time between psychonauts one and two was <laughs> like crazy 15 years or whatever it was yeah, but like it's a long time they just improved so much on the mechanics and like to me, it was almost like, I don't know, Mario level platforming, maybe not quite to that level, but it, it feel, feels really, really good to play. I and mean, it's just so fun, all the powers and everything and all the designs, like the artwork is amazing. And I don't know, I can't say enough good things about that game. My my only big thing about Psychonauts 2, which I, I played a little bit of that too. I stopped playing it because my original Xbox one, not the original one, but the slim one could mm -hmm. not keep up. Like when you die in that game, that was like a two two minute wait. Yeah, I think that is definitely where next gen has the advantage because I was playing on my Series S and like when you die, it's instant reload, you know, so like none of that was a problem for me, but I could see how it would be annoying. It was kind of the same thing like when I was playing Forza Horizon 5 on my Series S. I'm like, this is great. There's barely any load times. And then like <laughs> my other co-hosts from the Nomads of Fantasy, Brandon and Dave, they were playing on their xbox one x's and they're like man these load times are insane and i'm like what are you talking about i'm already in i'm already driving around so definitely uh, the promise of next gen fulfills on the the loading times and it makes a big difference um with your you know experience with a game especially when you're dying multiple times with something like psychonauts 2 so uh yeah that, that was really cool Let's see what else do i got here resident evil village is another thing that i had started up recently playing that on playstation 5 I'm probably I haven't finished it yet, probably about halfway through, but I'm also really liking that. It's have either of you guys played that yet? 
I'm the biggest Resident Evil fan, so I got that midnight. <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah. I'd, Mike, I'm assuming you haven't played it yet. I, I want to, but I don't like buying games. When they for, well, that, and if I don't do anything I play, I have to put it on the show, unfortunately. I just suffer that <laughs> illness, so I don't play. So, like, I, I want to play it, but yeah. it looks cool as hell. Like, if I wasn't doing the show, I might have picked it up already and played it, because it, it has my interest. Dude, yeah, it's it's great. I picked it up. I think it was on sale for twenty bucks at Best Buy on Black Friday. So I picked up bad. the the physical edition there, and yeah, man, it's it's great. Like it's beautiful, especially on a PlayStation Five. Is it a lot about being stocked though? I think so. It's structured very very similarly to Resident Evil Seven. I won't go into specifics. I don't want to spoil anything, but like there is like a main area, like in Resident Evil Seven, with the house, and then you do have like. A character stalking you kind of like jack from re7 and then after you get out of the main like first area it branches off into a color a couple other smaller areas um so it's it's structured very similar to to re7 but i would say not as scary for sure like it yeah. has creepy vibes but it's it's not like like scary scary there's a couple moments that freaked me out but it, everything in that game like it feels like a sequel to seven mm-hmm. but at the same time I can totally play that game and be like, oh, man, I really can't wait for the remake for four. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. The, like the comparisons for four are really apparent, like the environments and everything, you know, with the the old village and the castles and all that stuff um, and the werewolves and everything. So, yeah, it's more of the vibe of four for sure. It's definitely not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre horror that uh, Resident Evil 7 was. I'm OK with that. Yeah, for sure. Have they announced Code Veronica remake yet, officially? No. Uh, that yeah. one needs to be remade when it comes to remaking them, because that one is one that I really want to replay, and I can't play the original. <laughs> That's fine. I, I understand that, too. But re- Capcom is really weird. Like, I hope they really learn their lesson, because 3 is not a good remake. And I, uh, 3 is one of has always been uh, my favorite. And it's funny, because we, we've been going to this and Metroid Dread, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to play Metroid Dread. I'm always a fan of, like, you're being stalked by something that you can't technically kill right now. Mm-hmm. And like seven kind of does that well in the beginning. And then eight goes into that in the very pretty okay at the beginning as well. But dread like seeing I, I've, I've seen like the first maybe the first two Emmy fights for that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, I need to play this like yesterday. Yeah, dude, it's great. Yeah, the like I feel like Metroid isn't hasn't leaned into like that horror aspect of, as much, even though it does have that kind of feeling, you know, like reminiscent of like alien and stuff like that on that same kind of environment. But for dread, they definitely lean, lean into that a little bit harder. And it is, you know, there are some tense moments when those Emmys are stalking you. And like when you get captured, it's like, it's, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. I don't like being stalked in games. <laughs> Resident Evil 2 remake. When I played that, that's the game that terrified me the most that I've played for this show. And I was, I, lo- I mean, it was a great game, but woo, yeah. I freaked out all the time. Did not want to play it. Yeah, man, that game. I love that game. I haven't played the RE3 remake yet just because, like Joe said, the, you know, it wasn't received very well. I've been kind of waiting for it to, like, go on sale, like super sale for like 10 bucks. And maybe I'll pick it up and check it out because I know it's, <laughs> it's pretty short. But yeah, that, um, that's a good price for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, RE2 remake is like probably my favorite Resident Evil game for sure. See well, so what else have you been playing? I checked out. Since it came to Game Pass, Aliens Fireteam Elite. What is this? I've been really curious about it, but I don't know what it is. 
So it it's the the simplest comparison is it's a Left 4 Dead like it's a three player co op shooter set in the Aliens universe, and that's I mean that's really all there is to it. Like it's not a weird number. It is. It's interesting. Yeah, it's specifically three player co op, and which is perfect for us because we're like a group of three guys. So you know you don't really get three three player co op that you know very often. But I don't know why they chose the number three, but I, I mean it works. Like I said, you're just, I mean, it's kind of simple. You're just going around shooting aliens. I mean, there's weapon upgrades. Um, the environments are kind of cool, but they're also kind of samey. We, we've only played probably the first two campaign missions, so I don't know if it opens up anymore or if there's any more variety in the missions or the enemies or anything. But for now, from what we've played, it's it's a pretty standard, like one of those, you know, like Left 4 Dead type co-op shooters. Does it have a story mode, like an actual story mode campaign? It does, but the story and the voice acting is pretty awesome. terrible. <laughs> I just, I just need a single player type thing to beat if I play a game. Oh, there, it's not. I, I don't think you can play it single player. If you do, oh. you could. I think you get. You might be able to play it with bots. Like yeah, I would need bots. Which it's not a super hard game, so you could probably get through it. Uh, I like, I like the Alien franchise. Like, I really, <laughs> I enjoyed Alien Colonial Marines when I played it at one time. Game's garbage, complete garbage, but I, I had fun with it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're comparing, I mean, Alien Isolation is the alien yeah, no, that's a good movie. Game. And then Aliens, the movie, is Aliens Fireteam Elite, where, okay. you know, it's more action-focused. There's a lot of shooting. It's not really, it's not scary. They don't really lean into the horror. But you just got tons of xenomorphs coming at you, and you're just mowing them down with your machine gun. That's really all there is to it. There's different okay. classes, too, and stuff like that, like Doctor right. and, and Ballistics and stuff like that. I've, I've seen my my husband play a little bit of it. I've seen some complaints about it, too. Like, I know it takes, like, forever for you to level up in that game. and Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I feel like that's a good run, good one just to jump into and, like, you know, hang out with friends. I don't know how much, Mike, you'll get out of it playing it single player. I, feel oh, I probably like, won't ever play it. But yeah, I feel like it would get boring <laughs> if you're just playing it by yourself, especially since like the dialogue is pretty bad. Podcasts are for I just <laughs> put podcasts on when I play games like this and I just zone that's, out and play them. That's probably the perfect game for that because you don't really need to pay much attention to it. You're just holding down the trigger firing at Xenomorphs. But like I said, that's a good one just to throw on if you're, you know, bored with friends. OK. I always like just knowing about other co-op games. I, I just can't get myself to play co-op. It's it's too hard for me to organize it with people for some reason. Even all I do is organize. But I just, <laughs> it just never, I don't know. The, the friends that I would play online games with, it just never, I don't enjoy it as much. The only one I really enjoyed playing online with was back when I used to play with Mike, the co-host, uh, previous co-host of the show. Me and him played a few times online. That was fun, but mm-hmm. I don't have a hard time doing it. Yep. Yeah, I have, I have a couple of other little things just to touch on. I've been playing more halo infinite multiplayer which is probably my favorite multiplayer game of recent years that i've played like i'm not i'm not really a you know competitive online multiplayer guy i mostly like single player narrative experiences but halo infinite there's just something about it that i just keep coming back to it's super fun super fun with friends the gunk i checked out on game What's pass as gunk? well it is developed by image and form which are the developers of the steam world series which I absolutely love the Steam World series. Um, and this is a little bit different from that, like a third person, not shooter. It's, I guess it's more like a narrative driven adventure game, I would say. Okay. Um, Suck up gunk, apparently. That is really, yep, that is just about it. You land on this alien planet and you're basically these two girlfriends and you control one of them. And the dialogue is really cute. It's really fun. Their banter back and forth 
with each other is great. And then they have this like little robot buddy partner thing. And yeah, you're just going around this alien planet trying to solve what's going on with this quote unquote gunk. And you have this basically it's like the Luigi's Mansion, like poltergust vacuum where you're sucking up this gunk and clearing out these areas and, you know, trying to restore this planet. So it's fun. I only played probably an hour of it. It's a little I know it's pretty short, so I might finish that just to see the story through. Hey, short is nice. Yep, yeah. short. I'm always looking for short games for sure. Is it co-op? No, it is single player only, I oh. believe. Yep. I'm okay with that. Yep. But yeah, that one just came to Game Pass and it's not on Steam, by the way. Not I on Steam. Looked. Okay. Because <laughs> one uh, thing I love about doing these what are you playing episodes, I hear about games that I never would have heard of before and somebody I come on that comes on will be like, Oh, I play this and I'm like, Oh, and I'll look it up on Steam. Like The Lake, for example, is one game that I really, really want to play, but mm-hmm. hasn't gone on sale yet and I haven't put made myself play it. But one day. Yep. But yeah, that's what I love about you guys will mention stuff that never even knew existed. The only other things I wanted to mention, I got a, a backbone controller for Christmas, which is basically you. It's like a controller where you plug your phone into it and they have this whole app where you can, you know, sync up all these different libraries like Apple Arcade and Game Pass, xCloud, all that stuff. And it's really cool just to throw on. And it feels really good. Like it, it's, you know. I feel like it feels better than like a switch in your hand feels more like an actual controller. But I've been playing a couple little things. This that new like Rocket League mobile game, Rocket League Sideswipe. That's really fun. Lego Builder's Journey. That's also a fun one. I just wanted to mention those couple little things, but that's about Hmm. it. Um, I wonder if this would work good for emulation. I bet it would. I bet it would. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I want to say it's only for iPhone, so it might be a little tougher, but I think it's specifically made for iPhone. I'm not sure if there's an Android version of it. But the only other thing I wanted to mention game-wise was a little game called Wordle. I don't know if you guys have been in on the Wordle craze or not. I am not, but I see all the freaking posts and I watch an Overblood replay about people talking about Wordle. I have no idea what Wordle is. What the hell is Wordle? I don't know what it is either. Okay, I'm glad I get to explain this to you guys. So basically, it's this little browser-based game that, I don't know, I think one dude created... And every day there is a new word. So everybody gets the same word to solve. So basically you have, it's always a five letter word and you can start with any word, like guess any word, any five letter word you want. I usually start with something, you know, with like two vowels and maybe an S and a T or something just to kind of get more common letters in there. But then it'll fill out and then the green square, I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter and stuff with the green squares and the yellow squares and all that, whatever. It just made no sense to me. So yeah. the the green squares are the letters you got correct in the correct position. The yellow squares are letters that you that are in the word, but they're not in the correct position. And then there's gray letters, which aren't in the word at all. So basically, you have six guesses to get to the correct word. And I don't know. I've been addicted with it to it for like the past week. Just I mean, it's like a once a day daily little ritual that you just boot up every day. And okay. I, I don't know. I just been loving it. And people always share their scores on Twitter. Oh, like I got it in three guesses today or I got it in four guesses today. So that's fun. It's just a fun little thing to be a part of and, you know, share with your friends and stuff. So I just thought I'd mention that one just because it's okay. kind of uh, in the, you know, all over so- social media right now. It's not Flappy Bird. I got to say that. It is yeah. not Flappy Bird. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. My, my only weird go to game is uh, are either y'all really into gotcha games? No. Not really. I've I feel like I've dabbled a little bit, but not uh not lately. I've really been into uh Cookie Run Kingdom, which is uh it's a gotcha game. 
but I feel like I haven't really spent as much money as like people would because you hear <laughs> stuff about like fate where like this dude's like, oh yeah, I went bankrupt trying to get this waifu in a bikini for that the is summer insane edition. to me. Why? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But like I, I want to say I, I'm missing one legendary because I was like, I think like, <laughs> not missing an ancient. There's like normal, rare, epic, and then like ancient and legendary. I'm only missing one ancient because I started the game late and it was like the previous season. But I have everything and maybe. If I want to, which I do, I spend like five, ten bucks a month, but you really don't even have to do that. Yeah. If you think... enjoy it, there's nothing wrong with spending yeah. nice small yeah. amounts. And if like you that. think it's worth it, you know. To yeah, you, it, like... it, it's it's just like one of those weird like you can you just send them out. It's like a team of five and you send them out. And like I think the only the only reason why it's gotten bad for me though is because there's a website that I go to that shows like, oh yeah, this one, you know, has iframes when it does its special and stuff like that. So you this is the perfect <laughs> oh team build. And it it has worked because there's a there's a PvP mode and I've gotten to like the top fifty mm-hmm. since been using it. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is pretty okay. Yeah. I feel like I have I don't think I've ever spent money on a gotcha game before. I played in like that Fire Emblem mobile game for a little bit just because I, you know, love Fire Emblem, but I kinda fell off that pretty quick. Um and I've been interested in like I don't know, like Genshin Impact, but I just can't I can't bring myself to get into it. The only game I, that I used to spend money on was uh, called Little Empire, and I used to spend money on that game. But it wasn't a gotcha game. We, I would spend money to buy, like, to give myself gems, you know, the currency to buy mm-hmm. other things. Right. Yeah, that was kind of me with, like, Clash of Clans for a little while. Oh, God. Like, I, like I, would th- I would throw, like, five bucks, you know, on some gems or something. Oh, I... S- speed up my production. I spent way more. <laughs> I, I've spent hundreds on... Because I'm... A friend of mine that I lived with at the time, she was really into Little Empire, so a lot of times I would buy her stuff on there. I spent, I probably spent hundreds of dollars on on this game back then. I I won't touch it again, but yeah, <laughs> spent my share of money. <laughs> Anything else you've been playing, Joe? Nothing really else I can think of. I I played a little bit of Psychonauts. Y'all were talking about that earlier. Okay. Uh, I I'm not the the other thing about Psychonauts, which is that's funny because it involves a little bit of story of mine. I'm quite upset about how it came to. Because have either of you heard of a very disturbingly atrocious but very close to my heart webcomic called Homestuck? No. Mm-mm. Nope. So it, it's a very indie comic. I don't recommend ever getting into it because it's <laughs> it's from like 2001. But this dude was basically the dude that made it was basically like, hey, here's Kickstarter. I want to make a game for it. Can you, you know, if y'all donate money, you know, the you know tiers, you know, how Kickstarter works, things like that. That game got eight million dollars oh, through wow. Kickstarter. And I think it's really weird that Tim Schafer came out like a year later and was like, hey, you guys like Psychonauts. You want Psychonauts 2? I need exactly $8 million. And it's just hmm. like, huh, well played, Tim Schafer. Well played. But he got it, too. So, And now they're you know owned by Microsoft. So I think they got their money. Yeah, they got their money. <laughs> it's just uh, no problem funding another Psychonauts game if, it, if that happens eventually. Yeah. It's funny. I did want to mention something I watched Yes, we can jump into that part. Yeah, and that's fine. If I was going to say, if anyone didn't have anything else, um, I watched The Matrix Resurrections along with the, the rest of the internet. I haven't seen How it was this? Oh, boy. <laughs> I won't get into my full thoughts here, but uh, <laughs> I think we're planning on doing an episode about it sometime in the future on our podcast. Um, we did like we covered the entire like first Matrix trilogy on an episode, and that was a that was a big episode. And we watched the Matrix Resurrections when that came out, and 
yeah, I have like an entire page, like a huge page of notes on it. Like a, after I watched it, I just kept thinking about things like that I thought were either dumb or like just weird. I don't know. It, I think it's probably the most unnecessary movie ever made. <laughs> like the but you like it. <laughs> um, that's a complicated question. I liked some aspects of it. I liked where they were going in the beginning uh, with some of like the meta stuff that they introduced. But then like they just kind of they just abandoned that whole idea and went in a completely different direction. So I would say it's fine. Like overall, I'd probably give it like a five out of ten. It's right in the middle. But like even like for a Matrix movie, you expect there to be awesome like action scenes. Like that's what you come to the Matrix for. But well, yeah, even the action in this movie was boring and stilted like i don't know i feel like you could just tell like keanu and carrie and moss you know they're obviously a little bit older now so they're not as agile as they used to be but the action just was stiff and like unexciting and they tried to do too many callbacks that didn't work to you know the original trilogy and like there was a lot of things i had issues with it it was fine like i i had a decent time watching it but I yeah, it's probably my least favorite movie in the Matrix series. Like I would take Reloaded or what the fuck's the third one called? Revolution. Revolutions. Yeah, thank you. Over Resurrections. Hey, you leave the third Matrix movie alone. That one's that pretty terrible. Okay. Listen, the last fight between Agent Smith and Neo was fucking awesome. Like that's that's the only part of the movie I remember, honestly. So, <laughs> dude, yeah, I mean, that's straight up like anime ass Dragon Ball Z fight, and I'm I was all the way there for it. Reloaded's fine, I think. It's Reloaded's just, okay, yeah. Re- Reloaded is definitely a sequel. Yes, I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's entertaining enough to watch, I, from what I remember. Yeah. So, there's one movie I want to talk about, and I really want to talk about it, and I don't know if we should talk about it, but I'm not going to talk about that movie right now. I watched Encanto. Dude, I love Encanto. I've probably seen it like ten times already. Uh, I hate Encanto. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. And, Explain uh, now, I hate Encanto because it hits way too close to home. Oh, okay. And I didn't like uh, the ending-wise. Everything about the movie is great. Like, I love the music. Mm-hmm. The music's great. All the characters are amazing. I think it's. I feel like there's a lot of cut content from that movie, though. Because, mm-hmm. like, it, it is kind of weird that the whole movie takes place in the house. And I feel they should have done a lot more with that. Yeah. And... Like I could told, but I could totally see this movie getting like a TV show. Oh yeah, and or a sequel. I'd love a sequel from this movie. But and like I said, the music's amazing. I at least have at least four or five of the songs on my Spotify because they're really good, <laughs> which is probably like half the soundtrack. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it hits a little close to home for me. I'm I'm Hispanic. I, I grew up with my grandmother, and I kind of uh, not meant not okay for that to be the ending for me. Thank you, movie. <laughs> I agree. The ending is probably the weakest part of the movie. Yeah. Like, everything up to it was awesome. Like you said, ev- all the scenes in the house were great. And like the way they characterized the house was really amazing. And all, like you said, all the characters were fantastic. Love all of the music, all the songs and everything. But yeah, I agree. The ending is probably the weakest part. But overall, I mean, it's a Disney movie. What What can you expect? Yeah, I watched it, too, but I wasn't really paying any attention. I was trying to the editor. I think I was. I'm not sure. I think I was playing a game when, I, when my my wife just put it on randomly. Mm-hmm. But I know a yeah. lot of people like it. I've I've heard. Yeah, the, I think it. Yeah, it's definitely the songs. Lin Manuel Miranda 
was back for this one. Did Moana, which I love all the songs in that one too. Oh, yeah, um, Moana was a good movie. So yeah, definitely the music is probably the highlight. Like that, I swear to God, that Bruno song gets stuck in my head like five times a day. I I really like the uh, what is it? The older sister song. The uh, under the the pressure. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. that was good. Lisa, I was I was around Lisa, for that. Lisa, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm not not I'm not the oldest sibling, but I am the big brother, so I kind of get that song too, and that's why I was like, man. And my my other friend who who is a big sister, she she has very younger siblings, she's the oldest. Like I look over and she's like tearing up. I'm like, are you okay? She goes, no, this song kind of hurt. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what people latched onto about it is that it's very relatable. I mean, like every you know family has their own issues that they have to work through and everything, so. It's definitely relatable. And like you said, Joe, I think it could hit a little bit close to home. And you can either like it or hate it for that. Mm -hmm. So now, because it came out probably two weeks ago, Mike, can we talk about it? What you, uh, Spider-Man? Yes. A little bit. He hasn't. I was going to go spoilers at the end of this, but since Eric hasn't seen it, I don't want to go into spoilers. Oh, Eric, but we you can haven't talk about seen it. it? I have not seen it. I know. I got to see it. I'm, <laughs> uh, I mean, because I, 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 I saw it in theaters, too, and I... I loved it. I I needed this. Like I I want to say there was not a moment I was not crying in this movie. I <laughs> but this is the Spider-Man movie every Spider-Man fan has needed in a long time. Have you oh, seen the trailers, Eric? I have seen yeah some of them. I've tr but I've been trying to kind of avoid stuff as much as possible. I think I saw like one of the first trailers and. Didn't really watch anything after that, but okay, that's, that's I don't, that I don't know. It. Yeah, I don't know a ton about it. Obviously, I know that there's cameos in it, but that's about the extent of it. OK, it's one of those like, things I, I wish I could have went into it not knowing anything. That's fair, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about like the story. Um, I obviously know the overarching story, but nothing specific. So, OK, yeah. But yeah, you guys, I mean, don't. Yeah, we'll keep it unspoiler uh, yeah. free, but we can talk a yeah. little bit about it. Yeah, I, I've, I'm not going to. Yeah, nothing about it, but it, it's a really good like it's it's a good movie. It's funny you mentioned trailers because it, technically I don't even think it matters. If you've seen the trailers, half the stuff in the trailers don't happen in the movie anyways. So no, and, but I wasn't sure if he knew of the characters that are in the trailers. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for, because, yeah. I mean, the trailers right. show off a decent amount, but not everything. Thankfully. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They show they show a couple things, whatever, like Sandman and Reptile or whatever and all that. Lizard. So. Lizard, I wish yeah. I could have gone in not knowing that. <laughs> but really I do got to say that um, God, Olsen, William Dafoe is a great actor. <laughs> he is yeah, one man. hell of an actor. I, I, I do want to say that. I've also yeah. seen Lighthouse. Dude, I was just about to bring that up. We did an episode <laughs> on The Lighthouse. That is fun fact. That's actually our like best performing episode that we've done on the, on our show, which is surprising to me because it seems like it's such like a niche movie, but it's it was it's fantastic. Not. It's. I think it's one that people are. A lot of people have gravitated towards. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, know yeah. of, or want to hear more about. Yeah, and that that same director, I forgot his name, is coming out with a new movie this year, The Northman, which I'm also really excited about because he's bringing Willem Dafoe back for that one too. Oh, mm. yeah. When you when you do finally get around to seeing No Way Home, like the last What Are You Playing episode we recorded, we talked about how all oh, this won't be in there and this won't happen and this movie's not so. <laughs> next time maybe ne next time maybe I'll, i can talk about it more but yeah it, it's it's so good it was it's probably my favorite spider-man film i've ever seen okay cool. i can't wait to see where it goes eventually and it also it's not as much as a buddy team-up movie as you think it is from the trailer 
like all oh, the first two Spider-Man movies are Spider-Man, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Nick Fury. This one isn't as much Spider-Man, Doctor Strange as it looks like in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That yeah. Say, I'll have I, to come back and do a uh, a spoiler episode with you guys once I see it. Well, someday I'm going to do a whole episode on that movie, but not anytime too soon. <laughs> you have to beat people away with a stick when you want to pick people for that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be well. I need to. I want to try to do all the MC movies that came out last year, this year, the four. I want to try to do. Mm-hmm. At some um, point. Speaking of trailers, though, too, have either of you seen the new trailer for the Batman movie? I haven't seen the other trailers up to that point, but I haven't seen like the newest one that just came out recently. Okay, Mike. I saw parts of it. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention though. That that's good too. Do not watch the new trailer. That I hate. I was gonna say that's another one that I feel like I'm kind of trying to avoid as well. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna. I've been telling people like all the time. People I know that are Batman fans because it it kind of didn't. It kind of came out of nowhere, so a lot of people didn't see it. Don't watch it. It spoils like half the movie. I know and Catwoman's then, in it. Yeah, but there's lines from people, which it was lines from people in that movie that spoil like the like pretty much half to the almost the entire plot of that movie. And I'm just so disappointed that they would put that in the trailer because everyone wants to see it. Like mm-hmm. they would, didn't have to do that to be like, oh, you know, right. This says something. Someone says something and you're like, oh, it's not even a, what could it mean? It's a, oh, no, this is totally a spoiler. It's like, why would you do that now? The whole that part's gonna be ruined for the movie for me forever. Yeah, that stinks. I I hate how they put so much in trailers these days, which I mean, whatever, I get it. It's a marketing tool to get people to try to use it, but like or try to see it. But super fans, you know, like you guys, they spoiling stuff straight up in trailers is like, you know, why? Why would you do that? I mean, I guess the thing is, like, don't watch don't watch trailers, like release one teaser trailer. And then, you know, that should be enough to get people excited for the movie. Yeah, I watch them when people talk about them all the time. Mm hmm. And not, then I'll get me interested to actually like, OK, maybe I should find out what this is. But I feel like trailers are like an event now, like a social media event, like something new drops and like everyone has to be talking about it on Twitter and analyzing it and releasing like videos and all this stuff, like breaking down every second of it. And like, I'm just like, it just seems unnecessary. You're not wrong. I mean, that's a very good way to put it. And that that's kind of how it is. I would agree with that, that that's what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And another movie that I watched besides that that is old, but I finally got around. I finally watched Mockingjay Part Two, <laughs> so I finally I... finished the entire Hunger Games series. Okay, I don't think I've seen the last, at least the last one. Maybe not the last two. It's okay. Okay, it's okay. I mean, there. I hated the last book, so I I had actually stayed away from this movie for a long time. Like I just had no interest. But you know, it was fine. Like it's. The Mockingjay series or the whole like Hunger Games series is not bad. I mean, they're I have issues with them. I had mm-hmm. issues with the Mockingjay Part Two, but Mockingjay Part One is kind of a boring movie. But together, it fits as one full movie, like just fine. I mean, I understand what they were going for, and I understand besides the money why they did it. But mm-hmm. you know, like, it's fine. But no, it's a good movie. It's very violent, <laughs> and <laughs> it's. Uh, a very violent story, though, and, and right. but it, w- it was a good like I did enjoy watching it. Well, yeah. I don't need to watch it again anytime soon, but I'm I did. I'm glad I went through the whole series. Say you saying that, that I don't know why this reminded me, of, but I also watched the the Harry Potter reunion special that just came out on HBO Max. Oh, how is that? It's really good. And like, I don't know if you have a special attachment to the Harry Potter movies like I do. I mean, I'm you know, I kind of grew up with the actors as they released those movies. So I feel like it was emotional watching it for me just to see seeing everyone getting back together and talking about it and like 
they were getting emotional reminiscing about all the moments and everything on set. That's cool. And like it it really makes me want to watch the Harry Potter movies again. I feel like my wife and I try to do like a rewatch every like couple years. Just like we think about it and we're like, we should just watch Harry Potter again. Just because, you know, I, I just love those movies. But yeah, I, I would say if you have any sort of attachment to those movies, I would highly recommend it because it's, it's really good and it's really well produced and put together. Okay. I have a little bit. I, I don't feel like crying, Eric. Sorry. I cry a lot. <laughs> I cry at stuff. I'm pretty sure. Like, the only reason I've stayed away from it is because I'm like, I know I'm going to cry at this. Oh, yeah. It's going to make me, like, be dehydrated afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. One day. Okay, I'm going to stick out. I haven't. I watched a bunch of the movies last couple months ago because my dad was in town. And he just kept watching them all. But it's been a while. Like, and I really sat down and paid attention. So I might have to do that coming up. I've been talking about doing it, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah, we we've talked we've been talking about doing like a Harry Potter something Harry Potter related for our show, um, just because one of uh, my co-hosts Brandon has never seen them, and Dave and I like are huge Harry Potter fans, so we're always trying to get him to watch the movies, and eventually, eventually we'll get them, just because they're so good. I'm always looking for an excuse to rewatch them. They are good movies. The first two aren't are a little age, a little boring because it's the start of the series, but yeah, they're pretty good movies. And they're more, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the thing I love about them is that those first two movies were aimed at, like, kids, like, the age demographic of who read those books at the time. And <laughs> then as the movies progressed, they got more and more mature and a little bit darker in tone. And I don't know, I just think it's such a cool progression. So, yeah, like I said, special, definitely a special place in my heart for those. But is it uh, Deathly Hollows Part 2 was, like, my first, like, midnight release movie. Like, that was pretty cool being, like, I oh, think... Wow. Yeah, like 18, 19 when that movie came out. So I grew up with the series, too. So I have never seen that movie still all the way through. (laughs) I don't know why. I watched the entire series up to then, saw every single one, I think, in theaters. And I've never seen part two all the way through. Seen parts of it. Don't know why. I even bought it on DVD the day it came out. Just never watched it. I mean, it's a long movie. (laughs) It's a long movie. Both of those movies are really long. So So one day it's on my list. And I also watched a weird documentary that I want to mention on here. I watched a Tiger King Doc Antle documentary, which is three episodes on Netflix. If you, I don't know if you fell in love with the Tiger King mania last in 2020. I watched. I, I don't. I don't think I, we ever finished it. I watched most of it, and it was it was fine. But like everyone was just so like hyped about it, and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I don't see you know I don't see what everyone's going so the, crazy about. The Doc Antle story is one of the guys they talk about. He's pretty much a pedophile and a rapist and just a not a good guy. Mm-hmm. But it, it's very interesting to talk. Like, he's the one that has the zoo, and I think it was in the Carolinas. can't remember which one, but it talks all about him and his story. And you can tell he was not interviewed again for this because <laughs> he would not have been okay with what they were saying. <laughs> but it, it's pretty good, though. Like, it was actually, I thought, more entertaining than the Tiger King stuff. The Tiger King was just the guy was a fucking weirdo. Right. But this guy's actually a really bad guy. And you hear all about, like, the way he lived and what he did to these women and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I would be. I feel like I'd be more interested in checking. It's more. It's more interesting because it. It. it, They interview the women that worked for him, and they talk about like what he did. Like he married multiple women who were like fifteen, sixteen years old. Oh, that. That's the guy that that trains Joe Joe Exotica. Um, he kind of like got him more into it, I think, or started something. Something to do with it, but he also was a. He followed uh, some Indian, not yoga. I can't think of the right word. Um, guy like that. And that kind of helped. He used that type of stuff to help him, con- you know, mold people and control people, too, in a way. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, but it, it's really interesting. 
guy was a huge pedophile though like woo. yeah i can mm-hmm. think of something i've watched but i'm gonna segue away from it because we're talking about netflix did uh <laughs> it, and speaking of spider-man did either of y'all watch the hawkeye series yes not yet also not i feel like i'm <laughs> wow. behind i'm really behind on my marvel stuff you sh- you should i i stayed away from it because i was worried to be bro 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 <laughs> so i i didn't watch it till about three episodes in and people kept talking about it and then i finally got into it but i i finished mm-hmm. it late yeah so uh, i don't know they're just releasing so much stuff mm-hmm. like nowadays it's hard to keep up with all the marvel content uh, joe did you like it though oh i loved it i uh, i like a lot i liked all of it hawkeye is ironically like top five of my favorite marvel superheroes especially because it's one of the things of he's they, they say it in the show he's just a dude with a bow trying mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. and but i liked it a lot a, a lot of a lot of like the kate kate bishop with the, the girl who played her is amazing Haley Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't want to spoil any of the show, but a lot of like the interactions she has with a lot of the characters are really good, too. And the Christmas theme of it's always it's always a fun thing to do for a TV show in general. So but um, it's, it's one I look forward to covering next December on, on this show. <laughs> but uh, I, with that, I decided since there's nothing really out for right now. And also, I don't want to say anything else with that. Uh, me and my friend decided to start watching the Netflix shows because they're surprisingly still on there. Mm. So I've seen the first episode of Punisher. I liked it a lot, and I watched the first. I've watched the first episode of Daredevil. Dude, Daredevil is really good. Uh, I, really I don't like think Daredevil. those are going anywhere just because if Netflix produces them, I think they put rights in where they don't lose it to, mm-hmm. to keep to leave them on there. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. but I know what you mean because I don't want to have to go to pirating to find those someday when they disappear. Or or you, I mean, I had to go rent the because the, uh, I got my friend, my roommate into the the Marvel series because my husband won't go see him with me. But so she's like, oh, I've seen a couple of them. I will just watch to where what I haven't seen. So I had to actually go and rent No Way Home and Homecoming, mm-hmm. No Way Home, Homecoming and Far From Home <laughs> because they're not on Disney. They're not on Netflix. Right. So yeah. That's they're not so annoying. Yeah. 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 I I I think I I don't know if I ever watched the full season two of daredevil but i really really like season one one and two are really good i i've never watched three okay yeah i don't i don't remember how far i got i know i at least watch all of season one and some of season two i watched i think i watched the first episode of the punisher as well but for some reason it didn't click with me as much Um, the first season is good with jigsaw okay i never watched season two i just there was a season two right yeah I fell off. I think I, I never watched season two of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. I just, mm-hmm. I think once I found out that they didn't really count anymore and they were going to get, they weren't like it was over with. I just stopped caring. Yeah. I think it was I, that last year. I never had Netflix when they were coming out, so I was never able to keep up. So I'm, I'm very behind, but I've got nothing really else to watch. I got stuff I got to watch at work. So mm-hmm. I might as well just throw them on now. They're good shows. Yeah. When I remember Jessica Jones season one is amazing. But that's I, I don't know. I just I don't really I haven't really gotten around to them again. I I do, I do want to after after the more recent shows it made me want to go back to those two. I, I get it. I also watched in a random thing is I watched uh, p- the first part of Mewtwo Strikes Back, the remake. That movie really <laughs> is a one for one of the original movie. The 3D one. Yeah. It's oh, not weird. Bad. OK, I just it, I mean, I think the di- I mean, I don't know for sure, but the dialogue felt the same. The scenes are pretty much the, are the same for sure. Just 3D like. It wasn't bad. I watched some of it, and I just was like, I'm done. But it was definitely interesting. Yeah, to, that is interesting. It. Does, it, does it at least look good? Like, is it good, like, 3D yeah. animation? Yeah. Okay. I thought it looked really good. I was like, this. I would have loved this as a kid. 
it's a very pretty movie. Okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, I love the original movie. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it since, probably since I was a kid. That's but, a good thing. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind checking that out. It's on Netflix. It's worth. Oh, it is it's on worth Netflix. watching. Okay. Or throw on the background okay. or something. Speaking, speaking yes. of a one, sorry. Speaking of a one for one remake, real quick, because I haven't seen it, but the 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 music video is out for it, so I recommend looking at that to go see the movie. Have either of y'all say, seen the Digimon movie, the American Digimon movie? Digimon. No, I don't think so. Have you seen Summer Wars? Nope. I was never. I was always a Pokemon kid. I was never really oh. Digimon. Same. Uh, I like both. Well, the the ironically, the dude that made a Digimon movie, which he made the middle part of it, he also made a movie called Summer Wars. They're making another version of it, which is called, I think, like Bell, Bella or something. Uh, but this it's about VTubers and the music's really good. <laughs> yeah, it 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 it's really interesting and like it's it's been blowing up in Japan because it's a, the the soundtrack's amazing and the guy that made the movie is really good but we're talking about Pokemon so re- being remade and this thing's basically a one for one cut of the original Digimon movie just instead of Digimon it's VTubers so that is just strange that is interesting yeah. uh, anything else you've been watching that you want to mention Eric um i don't believe so i think i think that's about it as far as i can remember anyways okay uh, what about you Joe no. Any other shows or movies you want to mention? I have a couple. Uh, stuff. Does anime count? You're gonna have to yes, give me a hot minute for anime. Anime I always wa- counts. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes of Shaman King. The the I don't know what that is. Yeah, I never heard of that is. before. Shaman King was. You ever watch Fox Kids growing up? A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. it was one of the when like the the Sonic cartoon came out. It was hmm. so, it was Sonic Shaman King. And whatever the hell else was on there as a kid, it was about this this kid that uh he can see ghosts, but that he's a shaman, and it's supposed to be to be the be the best shaman, and then you become the shaman king. And I think you get a wish, and you can change how the world like works. The, the best, like no one ever was. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's a it's a typical shonen anime. It's just it, they decided to redo it, and it's one of the things where they've been doing that a lot recently. Where I've been uh, hoping that they've they do that with more shows like Bleach is coming back, Naruto is still going on. Something else got remade too that I can't think of, but um yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they do that more because a lot of stuff didn't get got cuz back then anime wasn't popular. So if you got a show, it's always like, "Oh, it ended in a cliffhanger, we're never making mm-hmm. a sequel." Yep. So I'm hope I'm hoping they do that more. And then I also watch Komi Can't Communicate if you like a good rom-com. That that's a good show to watch too. It's about I've okay, never heard of that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. okay. I guess uh, since we're talking about the anime side, I've been catching up on Haiku, which is fantastic. I don't know, Joe, if you've watched that or Mike. I've heard of it. I've heard of never it. heard of it. I it's, don't watch anime. It's, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Like yeah, it's my first like sports anime that I've ever watched before. But it's basically like a shonen style anime. It's got like the same beats of a shonen style anime. Um, but it's it's really really good. I'm like in season three right now. I think season four is already done but the dub is coming sometime this spring so excited for that but just thought i'd mention that as well okay and speaking of netflix shows i've been watching fuller house for some That's reason weird. Oh, my, wow. my wife for some reason got like wanted to watch it one day i'm like oh because she was watching it at work so she put it on and we we were like in season two and now we're on the left la- because she just watches it when i'm not around like you i'm like you can watch it without me i'm good i don't care <laughs> but i'll sit and watch some of it off and on and i'm just like oh this show is it's so corny. It's painful sometimes for me. Oh yeah, I watch it when I edit usually or something, or I'll play a game on my computer. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a certain amount of nostalgia for 
the original Full House series. So you know, you might I, like it then. I mean, it's not. I've watched bad. a little bit of it. I've watched a little bit of it, and it's, it's just it's, corny. it's okay. It's fine. But it ended. Thankfully, it went to five seasons, and it has mm-hmm. an ending. Yep. Five seasons. That's a lot. Yeah, but they're shorter seasons usually between 13 and eight, except the last season's 18. Like they go between 13, and 18 kind of off and on. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's okay. I mean, if you like full house and you have that history for it and like, I think I'm wondering if my wife is enjoying it so much because she watched a lot of full house. So she gets a lot of the in jokes that they right. make because they'll make references. They'll bring back cast members from this random characters that were on the show, like somebody's boyfriend or somebody's friend. They'll just bring They'll bring They'll get the actor back. Yep. It's definitely, definitely a lot of references for, for fans hey, of no, the original uh, series. No Olsen twins. Nope. <laughs> they still make fun of them. Every so often there's comments like there's one there's one point where Danny's like, Oh, I'm so happy I have three daughters again. <laughs> the DJ and stuff and called well, Kimmy's daughter. They but. even I think they mentioned that in like the first episode. Yep. That and they like look at the camera like, uh, <laughs> you know what we're talking about. Because they just wouldn't come back for some reason. Yep. Yep. So I mean uh, there, there are some funny parts like I mean, but it's it's fine. It's not I could do without it. We've been watching that and we started watching Vampire Diaries. We only we didn't get very too far into season one. She had enough of it, but that's a show that I'm like, man, if I was like 15 or 16, I would love this show. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's honestly not not bad. My wife and I watched it like almost the whole thing through. Like probably probably when we were like I don't know 17, 18 years. That's old, a good age though for because then you can because the girl's pretty. But yeah. I'm like, eh, she's supposed to be a high schooler. I can't really like. <laughs> I'm too old like to be 20. like, oh. <laughs> She's so been re- rewatching it recently, actually, and so I've been catching like a little bit of it here good. and there. But, I yeah, mean, other than bad. like it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with the way their vampires are so far. I'm, I'm only in. I was very early in the first season where she just found out that he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got like episode eight or something, and then my wife just had enough of it, and I was like, I'm enjoying this though. It's not. Yeah, it's not like I don't know. It's not a bad vampire show. It's your typical like team drama CW style. Yeah. But like in the later seasons, you know, there there is some dark stuff in there. So it's it's not bad. I definitely want to watch more. And then I have three things left to mention. One that I I know I'm not going to that watch. Oh, we watched the first episode of Golden Girls on the day that we heard Betty White had <laughs> oh, died. Oh, why did you have to say that? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. My wife's like, I want to watch Golden Girls. First episode, I'm like, okay. Golden Girls is literally my wife's favorite show, like ever. So, yeah, she, you know, we were pretty devastated when we heard the news of Betty White and everything. Well, she died the day before the new year. Yeah, it's crazy. And she like was it. only weeks out from her 100th birthday or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and, the, and the body's ready to go. The body's ready to go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. I mean, it, it happens. I mean, I'm sure people knew it was coming. Like, it's when you're in that dying phase, like, you 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 know. Right. I work in a assisted living, so I've seen it once, personally, mm-hmm. myself. Well, like, but you know, when it's coming, you know. Like, it's everything that happens. Mm-hmm. So, but it was still so sad to hear. Yeah, I've just absorbed a ton of like Golden Girls content through osmosis. Um, <laughs> it's it's like I enjoy I enjoy watching it. Nothing, I know my, nothing against it at all. My wife wants to start watching it, and I'm like, sure, I'll put it. I'll play games and edit. Yeah, have, uh, there you go. Have it in the background. Have y'all ever and then, seen? Oh, sorry. What did you say? That's cool. Um, have y'all ever seen the kids show, The Amazing World of Gumball? I've yeah, I've caught it. Yeah, I've caught it before, and it's actually pretty funny. There, there's you could tell like a lot of those shows are made from kids from like roughly our age. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a there, there's a whole Golden Girls episode. It's really funny too. <laughs> oh, that's and, like, great. The only downside to it is Be- Betty White does not voice herself in that show, and it's like oh, she's, oh, man. she's still alive though back then. Like you could have easily had her do it. She Unless she just said would've... no. She could have said no. Maybe, maybe. Or wanted more money than they had to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like when I like when shows do that though. 
And then I've been watching two other shows. The one that I want to mention next is I've been I've been going through Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and I just finished season five and six in the last month, or at least six. Man, that show is amazing. <laughs> I'm on season seven currently. I'm in the, I'm in the very end of it, but like the last two seasons, they go to there's a war they talk about that's coming. They, they, you know, the pieces that are being moved throughout from the first season. They mentioned this adversary, but when you get to season six and seven, they finally go to war. And if you watch a lot of Star Trek, you see the Federation as like this very strong power and they are getting their ass handed to them in this war and the bleakness that it shows, but God, it is, it is such a good show. And I just got done watching an episode called uh, meet me at a hollow suite four, which is they go and play baseball for an episode essentially. And it's like, I, I remember when, when I watched it when I was younger, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You're at war. But now as an older adult, like I get it, you're at war. You just lost a very good friend of yours got murdered on your watch because you weren't because the captain wasn't there because he went on a mission that he shouldn't he didn't need to go on he could have let other people do it and it just has so much like mean like they needed a day just to relax and forget about all the terrible things that are happening it's such a good show (laughs) i highly recommend if even if you're not a fan of star trek walk to space nine because it all takes place in one in one spot in space on one planet at one station where you can much easier keep track of what's going on than like some of the other shows it sounds like the perfect thing for me because I, I have very limited experience with Star Trek, but I've always like wanted to get into it, but I just never know what a good entry point it's is. A, I think it's a good entry point. Enterprise is also not bad because Ent- Enterprise is a prequel. It only went four seasons, so you could jump into that too. Is there anywhere this that is streaming currently? Uh, Enterprise is on Netflix. Deep Space Nine is on Netflix currently. Okay. Cool. Do not watch the original series. I that is where I tried to start like a long time ago. You can't and you, unless you're in college and it was I didn't hate it, but it was just it was boring. It's 60s. I mean, it's you can't go back and do it unless you have some kind of nostalgic for it or if you just really want to, like old TV, but it's mm-hmm. very painful to watch. I went through and watched it all and it was hard mm-hmm. just yep. to do it. But no, I, I love Deep Space Nine. I really enjoyed Enterprise, but Deep Space Nine, I think, is the best of it. Okay, cool. You know, I mean, the first scene's a little, it takes a little bit of adjustment, but even if you don't have much background, you'll learn who all the characters are pretty quickly, and you'll learn, like, stuff that you need to know. You won't get some of the references when they make throughout there, but you don't, you'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. You'll okay. still be able to enjoy it for what's going on, because it, it, it sticks with the same characters, it sticks with the same species, and they'll, they'll teach you enough about what's happening in the world. You know, the Kardashians are the bad guys. So, you know, just like real life. <laughs> so it'll help with that. Like you, you have one bad guy pretty much for the entire show. And they're bad guys because they enslaved the whole planet and then just pretty much ruined the crops and everything on the planet and go, we were good guys. We helped them. So, you know, it's relatable. Colonialism. Colonialism. I mean, that's what it is, essentially. I mean, they go to this planet, they take its resources, they enslave the people, say they were helping them, say they were helpless before they got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and they and they get kicked out, <laughs> and they have rebels fighting them and stuff over the course of like fifty years, and they're always and they're always bitter about it that they lost. And they didn't lose; they left on their own choice. They keep saying, "Yeah, well, he's a, yeah." So. I mean, it's very reminiscent of like Star Wars, uh, like the Empire doing the same kind of thing with uh, poor planets and everything. So, yeah, I, that sounds really cool. <laughs> and speaking of Star Wars, the last show I know you've been watching, a uh, book of Boba Fett has come out. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Have you watched any of it, Joe? I am super behind. I know of the Mandalorian. I haven't seen it. I haven't watched a single episode of it, but I know oh. of, I know most of it that happens. That really needs to be on my next watch list. Especially Mandalorian's really laugh. good. Yeah, you're gonna laugh. Yeah, at Mandalorian's what awesome. You're gonna laugh at what I've been watching in my free time, only because I've seen it. But um, 
I haven't watched Mandalorian yet. I want to watch The Bad Batch, but I also really want to watch that other CGI Star Wars show that's on there. Uh, Visions? Not Vision. I want to watch Visions too. Super bad. Visions is pretty good. It's it's okay. <laughs> no, no, the one that's made like the Bad Batch. It's not the Clone Wars. Rebel, it's the one uh, about Rebels. There's Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Rebels yeah, is Rebels. amazing. Yeah, I heard Rebels is great, and I want to watch that before I watch Bad Batch. Um, you want to watch Clone Wars if you can before you watch Bad Batch. Would make I've, a lot more sense. I've seen Clone Wars. I've seen Clone Wars. Okay, never mind. Rebels is good. Rebels is very very good. It's also more interesting because it takes place. In the more like the, the the generation that I like Star Wars more is I like the Empire. Yeah. And that's where the yep. Rebels takes place right before Luke becomes Luke. Yeah. That's so cool. It's, it's very, very good. I know about the time travel stuff, too. That's also why I'm like, I really need to watch this. And you could still watch Mandalorian without and it, you would just be a <laughs> yeah. lot confused oh, yeah. with one character showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know who that character is, though, so it's fine. OK, <laughs> but you don't know how she's alive or what she was doing all this time. Yeah, basically. But um, yeah, I, I need to catch up on a lot of the Star Wars Disney stuff eventually. Yeah, I'm, good, but... I'm still not caught up on like all of the animated series I'm that like the Clone Wars. I mean, I've seen uh, some of the Clone Wars, but yeah, Rebels, Bad Batch, all that stuff. I, I'm still not caught up on Bad Batch. I'm having a, I didn't finish. I was having a hard time watching it. I just didn't like it. I've heard. Yeah, some mixed things about it. It's also I think because I binged all the shows it was hard for me to watch Bad Batch when it wasn't been like i was watching it each week as it came out and that was hard for me mm-hmm. where rebels and clone wars i watched them years after they finished so it was easy right exactly that's i think that was why i had a hard time i just haven't gone back yet and i just don't care about the characters as much but it's interesting seeing the birth of the empire mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i love yeah i love that era as well book of boba fett i mean i know people are complaining a lot about it because it's a lot of fan service i don't care <laughs> <laughs> no not i mean I feel like there is like some fan service, but they use it in like smart ways. Like it's not super in your face and it makes sense of what's happening in the story with Boba Fett at the time well, and his location, like on Tatooine and everything. It's just the fact that they brought him back. People are upset about for some reason. Right. Which I don't know. I feel like Boba Fett deserves his he story. You know, he deserves I also, his own show. I believe at the end of the seven or six episodes we're getting, He's not coming out of this alive. That's my prediction is that he's either going to die or he's going to be put away back in the box somehow. I could. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. I just I don't foresee like I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, there's just going to be more like, no, they're going to they're doing their thing with him. They're giving him a story. I don't believe that it's just going to leave him in Tatooine where he's at. I just don't believe that. I can't know. <laughs> yeah, they, I feel like they've, they've definitely started out slow. They're starting out with a ton of like backstory. Oh, yeah of what happened between the Sarlacc pit and the, what the events of the Mandalorian when he reappears. So, which are um, nice though. Like, I, I like having the background that we, ne- you know, we never got like, I mean, in everything else he survives and all the, mm-hmm. in all the material that you have. So right. it's good to be like, you can't just kill this guy that with nothing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely like where they're going with it and I like kind of the main conflict that's going on, but yeah, I could, I could definitely see them going in a different direction that you're not expecting. I just, I think he's dead. I think at the end of the, he's, he's going to die. <laughs> All right. You heard it here. I'm calling it. Yeah, right that's now. my prediction. Either die or somehow be put away and his story will be finalized and somehow. And I don't think they're going to leave him in power there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll leave him in power and that's a little end so they can come back to him. But I just, I feel like that's think, not what's going to happen. Especially with the title of the show. It's like the book of Boba Fett. Like it's his story. And I feel like they're going to start it and end it with this, you know, series. Yeah. So 
Which that would make sense. I like when a show only goes one season at times. Like I yeah. don't. I mean, I think Mandalorian had a great season too, but that show only should go a couple seasons and then done. Right. And like, like whatever story you're trying to tell with Grogu, you tell your story and then you wrap it up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Judging by four, how season Mandalorian season two ended, like I'm, I guess I'm interested to see where they go with season three, but like it could have ended after season two. I think we'll get season three and I think that will be the end. Mm. Yeah. I don't think it's going to keep going because they have so many other shows that are coming too. Oh my God. The Obi-Wan show. I'm like, I'm so jazzed about same. I yeah. that is gonna be a one <laughs> season show, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's yeah. Be fine. Obi Wan has always been my favorite Star Wars character, so I am like beyond excited for that. But I like when shows are just one season. Like a lot of the MCU shows that we that are out, like Hawkeye doesn't need a season two. Hawkeye should just be done at season one. Mm-hmm. I, like, they they won't. They'll make a Hawkeye sequel, but it's not going to be with. Jeremy Reiner. It'll just be with Kate Bishop. Which yeah, is, which you need to just. I mean, he no matter what you you know, even though you don't know. I mean. It, he needs to be done. Like retire yeah. all the characters and move on to the next set of characters. Like that needs to be his end of his story. <laughs> it just does. It, it just needs to be. I mean, it's just time for that stuff. And that's what I want from like Loki. I think needs a season two WandaVision. I think that's done. Falcon and Winter Soldier does not need a season two. Well, they're getting a movie, so it's fine. Yeah, but that's yeah, where it should go. I don't know. That's how I feel about shows. I just <laughs> I mean, with the Disney shows, like the way that shows are now, like these are just mini movies. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, you know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that they are like experimenting with some of the stuff in these different universes. And, you know, the, a show like a seven episode show or whatever gives them an opportunity to tell a bigger story than you would get in like a two hour movie, but not like, you know, not overstaying their welcome with it. Yeah. I know who to hit up now when we get to Obi-Wan someday when I, when I want to do an episode on that. Oh, man. <laughs> absolutely. Because I wanted, I'm what I'm doing, like Book of Boba Fett, I already have a team to put together. Once that show ends, I'm going to record an episode about it instead of waiting a year like I did for Mandalorian season one, <laughs> two years. <laughs> so, because I, I'm just, I'm so excited for Boba Fett. I mean, I know a lot of people have been complaining about the first two episodes, even because they are slow, like we were saying, but I think that's fine. It's just setting things up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't mind. Yep. To be fair, a lot of the Disney shows are like that, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The first two episodes really do drag out, and mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they've been learning their lesson with that. The, the whole the, show dragged out, though, for that one. Uh, I think it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I think they kind of learned their lesson. Like, I think Hawkeye, the first two episodes where they put the two first two parts out because people knew, like, if we if we cliffhanger on that first episode, we're going to get in a lot of trouble. But, yeah, yeah. I, it, it's usually the first two episodes. I mean, but you also have to have story. It's always good to pan out your story just a little bit. So, mm-hmm. And I, I like it. I mean, you needed to have something because, you you know, you have him return to the Jedi. He falls in Sarlacc pit and then you don't see him again until Mandalorian season one. He shows up for one scene in season two and he doesn't have his armor and he doesn't have any of his equipment. Yep. So you needed to have something to bridge what happened and why he didn't ever got his equipment, why he waited five years later before he finally went and tried to find his armor. Yeah, it feels like Disney is trying to kind of build a star wars cinematic universe with the mandalorian and Bo- book of boba fett um kind of the same way that the mcu did uh with the crossovers of different characters and different series and stuff which i'm i'm all here for i love the connected universes same and i'm also happy that no jedi so yes that's what i said yep I'm, this I'm is the first... just crime we're just getting a crime ridden plot yeah, with exactly the huts and tatooine and criminals and we're getting Lots of the races that I like seeing. Like, I always get happy to see Twi'leks when they're not just sexy dancers. They're actually, like, other people. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that makes me happy too. To we see. don't we don't need lightsabers in our Boba Fett show. No, I will be sad if they put in some kind of Jedi somewhere. There mm-hmm. shouldn't be any any Jedi. I I hope they don't, but I just feel like sometimes Disney can't restrain themselves with that. Like I felt the same way about the Mandalorian, but I mean, hey, what we got? What we got was spoiler, great. With Luke, yeah. I don't. That was that was that was one of those few it scenes was, where I watched it the day it came out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" and got so happy. So. I mean, that's like the most <laughs> fan service thing you can get, but it was good fan service, you know. But it also <laughs> made sense. That's it, uh, yeah. I never got the Luke I wanted from the books and from the comics. I never got that Luke after Return of the Jedi. I got old man Luke drinking blue milk. I mean, I never right. got the Luke I wanted. Yep. <laughs> so, I was happy, and he was fighting dark troopers from freaking Shadows of the or not Shadow, uh, Dark. Forces. What the hell is that game called? Dark Forces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was awesome. Are right, any last things you guys want to say? I think I could talk about everything uh, that I've been up to lately. Okay. Yeah. Anything for you, Joe? The the only thing I have, which is funny, I do. I I've been rewatching shows from a long time ago. Like I'll have to. The only thing that I've, I remember that watching, that I'm watching currently, and I really shouldn't have because it hasn't aged that well. Is King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you're in Texas too, right? No, I moved up. I, okay. I I watched King of the Hill because I miss Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas, but I live in Missouri, KCMO right now. And there's nothing like watching an episode of King of the Hill and like, let's go get some water burger. And there's <laughs> like two water burgers up here now, but like it's like a, a hour and a half wait, and I'm not ready for that. I have no idea what that is. Water burger? <laughs> yes. It's it's just a restaurant. It's a oh, it's, it's like a, fast food. Yeah, it's fast food. It's an okay, okay. restaurant. It's an okay fast food restaurant. Okay, but it's a something from Texas, I assume, then? Yeah, I thought you were from Texas, Mike. No, I'm from Wisconsin. Okay, but you live in Texas, though. But... No, I live in Minnesota. Okay. I just talk to a lot of people from Texas. Oh. <laughs> like, Carrie's from Texas, Nick's from Texas. I forget, Vincent's in Texas. I just have a lot of Texas guests. Cody's from oh. Texas. Well, you, but no, you I'm, said... I'm from Wisconsin. I live in Minnesota. I, I live in the north. Okay. But I know a lot about Texas. My ex, went when she left me and married her husband, who she also divorced, she she went to Texas. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a definitely story. a lot of Texas connections. It's a funny story now, ten, you know, 12, 13, 15 years later, but yeah, it's funny. That. <laughs> I know a lot about Texas. Yes, but I've never been there. I want to. I really want to go to Dallas, Texas, and see the shot where Ken see the spot where Kennedy was killed because I'm a huge history buff, and yeah, that changed the way that this country went. If he wouldn't have been killed, the country would have been way different. I think if he would have survived. <laughs> also he wasn't shot by asphalt but hey <sighs> no way in hell what was it uh was that show on netflix the umbrella academy proof that it didn't happen <laughs> i've never seen that yet but i know that like in uh one of the x-men movies magneto's like i was trying to move the bullet <laughs> how else do you think a bullet moved like that there's that um <laughs> did you see that hulu show what was it 11 23 16 whatever the day yes. kennedy got shot that was pretty I never, good i watched part of it but i remember when it came out i, I enjoyed that one it was a different take on the the whole Kennedy assassination, introducing time travel and all this stuff. That was pretty. <laughs> I, I, I someday I was supposed to go there in 2020. I had tickets because for work was sending me to Texas, and it was gonna be not that far from that. I forget is it is it Dallas that he died in, right? Yeah, I believe so. We were going somewhere very close to Dallas, and I was like, I'm gonna catch an Uber and go there because I really want to see the spot because I love history and it. And then my flight got canceled because COVID and I never went to Texas, but I was going to go. I had a full plan. Like, you know, something I get done with, with work, I'm jumping on an Uber and going there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my story. So I almost went to Texas, but no, I'm not from there. I just seem to know a lot of people from there. All right. I think that's everything we need to say. And Eric, where can people find you at? 
Uh, sure. You can find us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can go to the nomadsfantasy.com. Find us there as well. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, right now we're doing, like Mike said, we're doing our quick reviews on the Book of Boba Fett. Those release every Thursday after the episode airs. So uh, keep an eye out for those. Eye out for those. Those, those have been really fun to talk about. And yeah. We just recorded an episode on Interstellar, which just released, and that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, you guys have been pretty pretty busy, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, and uh, we got our regular show going, and then, yeah, we, we're doing this quick review series right now. Welcome, Welcome to madness. Yep, yep, it's been fun. <laughs> I do two episodes a week, sometimes three. It's madness. Yeah, and you play long games, too, for your shows, so you got to plan out very far in advance. Yeah, everything's planned out months, usually about a month, uh, two, three, two to three months ahead for everything. Us, we're just kind of like, hey, you want to watch the movie this week for the show? Sure. And then on like Monday night, I'm watching it before we record. <laughs> but hey, it's it's fun that way. Yeah, definitely. I don't recommend to do what I do. <laughs> <to anybody. laughs> all right. And if you enjoyed the show, you can go find tons of other shows. All Your whole catalog is on Podbean. If you can't find everything on Spotify, we do movies, comics, TV at season sometimes and games. That's our bread and butter of the show, so definitely go check out all that. We did cover all the MCU movies from the Infinity Saga. Definitely go check all those out. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hellhasphere. You will see a link in the show notes to her TikTok. Definitely go follow her. She made her music. And also, we have a Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you can vote in our Patreon poll. The current poll is what Tim Burton movie we should watch, so definitely go help us out. And throw us a dollar. It helps keep the show on. And it helps the more people that I'll do more eventually. I just haven't done a whole lot yet until more people donate and I'm willing to put that money into the show to make eventually exclusive episodes or make episodes that come out earlier for Patreon. So, hey, help us out. And other thing I want to say, give a shout out to my buddy who did the a Gamer Looks at 40 to his own podcast, Bill Tucker. Definitely go check him out. It's much more of a complex show than this one. He does a lot of interviews and just very detailed and cuts and does a lot more cutting than I do and put posting, piecing things together. But very good show. Definitely go help him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. You can find all the all the audio version of the episodes on YouTube. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you all next time for next month's What Are You Playing? Bye, everybody. See ya.